Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you are producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. You need to have some type of target or scorecard or a way to like measure and celebrate your success. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out knocked out so your only choice should be go focus on what you can control 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 hi everyone and welcome to the Kara golden show join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders we'll talk with founders entrepreneurs ceos and really some of the most interesting people of our time can't wait to get started let's go let's go Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my friend and uh, mentor and just lovely, lovely, badass entrepreneur, coach, just amazing, amazing fellow Arizonan, although she doesn't really call herself an Arizonan. I feel like one now, though. I'm kind of Wild West. Yeah. So she, I grew up there and then left and then Allie went there. And uh, anyway, Allie Brown, thank you so much for coming on. This is so great. And I was, I was actually showing my kids your picture today. And Jordan was actually saying, well, who's that? And I said, you know that hint water we have? He said, what? And I said it in words I know he'd understand. I'm like, she invented it. He's like, oh my God, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the inventor. The inventor she invented of water. That. 
right? <laughs> and eat all these questions, which I'll tell you over a margarita at some point was so cute. So funny. So Allie Brown's the founder of The Trust, which is a private network for $1 million women entrepreneurs and up. And as I said, she's a coach and a mentor and a host of the top podcast, Glambition Radio. And uh, just this amazing, amazing force of nature that I met through this amazing program, actually, that EY has called the Winning Women Program. And Allie and I were plunked down next to each other. You know, those conferences that you go to or those meetings that you go to that you just kind of sit down next to somebody and you turn towards them and say, hey, what do you do? That was Allie and I nine years ago now, which is insane. Dear Lord. Almost nine years. I know, because it was 2012. Yeah, my, my, I was pregnant, so it was probably eight, maybe eight, eight-ish years. No, I met you before you were pregnant. You did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, all a blur, man. I know. It's I all know. a blur. And the trust is, uh, as I mentioned, her private network. And I am uh, a uh, officially a, a trustee. Is that what it is? <laughs> You're uh, an official special guest advisor. Special guest advisor. And uh, I'm very, very excited for um, the next conference, which is coming up in March, and uh, very, very excited to yeah. attend. So excited to have you here. Uh, in addition, Allie uh, is, as I said, the Glambition Radio. She had me on there, I guess, a few weeks ago, and uh, that was just a ton of fun. And Allie doesn't do this. She doesn't get interviewed as much as she interviews and uh, coaches and I convinced her that this is really what we need to do today. So yeah. uh, so this is a lot of fun. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of fun questions. But anyway, thank you for coming on. And uh, the first thing, so your journey is so inspiring. Can you share who was Allie like as a little kid? And how did this whole idea to kind of start not only Glambition Radio, but just how did you get going? And just start working and doing anything. I think looking back, you know, I, and I, I was asked on another show too, like, how, what were you like in high school? And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, like, who wants to know what they were like in high school? Um, I was always kind of restless. And I, looking back now, I realized if I had had like a business to channel that energy in or something, I just remember being so bored and like, you know, just, just partying a lot. And, um, you know, I'd still make honor roll and do all those, you know, kind of play the game and stuff. And I just kept thinking, you know, once I was finished with school, like suddenly I would be happy. And then I went to college and I enjoyed that a lot more, at, you know, at least, then got out there. And then, um, you know, I just thought I'd have like the corner office job and be happy. And, and I don't know, I, don't, I didn't know what I wanted. So then I get out in the working world and remember just being grossly disappointed kind of with the world in general, you know, and working. I think I had six different jobs in about six years. What was your first job? Out of college. First, the first job was I took a receptionist position at this little office with three people in it. And it's back when they were doing film color correction. So, you know, today it's all digital and we retouch yeah. ourselves before we even post a family photo, right? Back then, companies like Talbot's and Victoria's Secret, like the catalogs, right? They would send their film in for retouching or color changing. So I'd manage all these projects. I actually enjoyed it. It was just a weird place with nowhere to go. And then from there, it took 
a freelance marketing assistant position. Like I always moved forward or moved around or moved up. But the last job I had, I actually really liked. It was at this little weird ad agency in Midtown, New York. And I worked for these two Orthodox Jewish guys. They didn't know what to make of me. You know, they, <laughs> they hired me because I had experience in the healthcare field and it was kind of like a perfect fit for the job. I liked it because it was a small office and they were gone all the time. And what I liked about that though, is I got to kind of run the place. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? 
you can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. And I was actually the youngest person in there, but seemed to be the only one who cared. If you've ever been in that situation, you know, I'm the one going, guys, the clients are coming. We have to, and I'm 26. And I'm like, we got to clean the conference room. And like, did someone call Chrissy and tell her like the, you know, like, <laughs> I suddenly just took over. The things that you cared about. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, you know, six guys in there like going, okay. And like, <laughs> you know, I just, I just kind of fit right in. And it hit me one day. I'm like, maybe I'd like to do this for myself. And there was a freelancer who came in and out of there and his name was Eric. And I'll never forget this because I, I asked him, I said, how do you work your own schedule? And I, I know you make good money. You know, I kind of seen some of your invoices. Would you mind? Let's go to Dunkin Donuts right in New York. And I'm like, let's can. And here I was asking this 50 year old man, like, how do you freelance? And he said, well, you know, you're, you're a pretty good copywriter and I've, I've seen what you do and you could work for other agencies. You know, you, a lot of them don't hire copywriters full time. So you can get these, these gigs and, and probably make twice as much as you make now. And honestly, Kara, that was the moment. I just made a plan. I just made a plan. That was the moment. I went to Barnes and Noble, got a few copywriting books by Bob Bly. He's still around. He's still a copywriting guy. Took a little marketing course, like, you know, like a local New York, like, I think it was like a learning annex. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember the learning. I think the learning annex is still around, actually. Those were great and until they got, they got kind of weird. They started having some weird classes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, and I just, I figured like, look, I'm young, I'm broke anyway. Like I have no pets, Why no not? kids, no boyfriend. Like, I mean, it was in New What's York. What's the worst that can happen? Right? Oh, I miss those days. It was so simple. And and most of all, I miss, there was no one to compare myself to because there was no social media there. I didn't even know anyone doing it. So I just figured it out. I just yeah. figured it out. And, and I miss those days. So, you know, fast forward a bit, what happened very quickly is while you were probably at AOL, you know, making millions, I was looking at the AOL CD going, wow, what's this? What's internet, right? So plugging this thing in and realizing, wow, I could do maybe some marketing 
like newsletters or just start, I just like to write. So I started a newsletter from my AOL like address book and you know, collected people's cards and asked if it was okay. Started this newsletter with little marketing tips, like really basic, but people stayed on the list. And that led to me getting more clients and, you know, building probably about a six figure business, let's say to start. What happened next is I started getting women, especially asking me at these networking groups, how are you marketing with an email newsletter? So I literally just bought an ebook on how to write an ebook and sell it and and just did it and and started making money online and that started the whole info product thing and you all got to remember if you're new to this like i mean 20 years ago this was groundbreaking like to be able to sit there and make money selling ebooks then it was teleseminars we didn't do webinars we did the big group line calls selling that i would just learn something you know use it and then sell it teach it and started doing that until eventually was having huge workshops. We were having conferences in Vegas with acrobats. I mean, it was wild. Like they, those were like really fun times. Built that company to Inc. 500, had a big team, the whole shebang. You know, there was a transitional period there, which is a longer conversation, but the, the short of it is, you know, I finally met a great man, Brett, you know, I was at 41. But at that point, I was starting to think a little differently about what I wanted and did a show called Secret Millionaire, which was on ABC. I was going to mention that. Yeah, some transformational stuff happened, which really got me to want, I had to give myself permission to change my model. And um, so today, just fast forward, I run uh, a small coaching group of high-end women, you know, seven and eight figure women are the ones that are my sweet spot, love working with them ongoing. And then I founded The Trust this year, or last year, which is my network, and just really boiled down to that 20% that uh, I knew that was going to be my passion and was going to be my legacy work. The rest was a little hard to let go, but I knew that this was what I wanted and needed right now. I feel like you, in sharing this story, you didn't have it all figured out, right? You were just looking at where you were. How did you think about goals? I mean, yeah. when you were putting your ebook together, for example, I mean, what was, what were you kind of thinking about? I mean, I'm not ashamed to say back then it was really about the income. Like I enjoyed helping yeah. people and all that jazz. But like, you know, like back then I was like, I mean, I, I was in New York, like I was eating bagels for dinner. I'm like, geez, I'd like to make somewhat of a normal lifestyle, normal income. So I would set money goals. What started to shift over the years is your vision changes. And to me, the vision's revealed on like, you know, impact and, and making change and all that. But I think I, I was like sharing that because I want to let people know it's okay. Like those goals are worthwhile. I mean, you need to, you need to have some type of target or scorecard or a way to like measure and celebrate your success. And that'll change over the years. But, um, yeah, actually, I think it was a benefit at the time that I didn't have too much information today. What would happen that's different, and I do this now, is I'll sit there and, and try to get online and research everything before I do it. I'll look at what people are doing, right? I'll start downloading samples and templates and, and ideas. And and there there's a power in that isolation we used to have that mm -hmm. I think that I didn't question what I was doing. I didn't compare with others what I was doing. I didn't have to post about it and talk about what I was doing. I just did it. Mm -hmm. And I miss those days. I think more of us need to do that today. It's so interesting that you talk about this. My 15-year-old son said to me last night, just totally out of the blue, he's like, Mom, if you had the choice to have electronics back when you were growing up, like the electronics that we have today, mm. like, 
you know, the yeah. internet and your access to sort of just being on all the time, do you think you would have wanted those things? Or are you happy? Wow. Actually, he said, are you happy you just had a fax machine? And, and Atari. <laughs> You're like, I'm not that old. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we thought the fax was just fine. Do you remember standing like, and watching that thing? You're like, totally. wow. <laughs> oh, I mean, I remember, you know, when I was prior to AOL, when I'm at a little startup, the Steve Jobs company that was uh, to market, that was the spin out of Apple. And that was how we got orders through the fax machine. And we would hear the fax machine like, it was like, an, and we were like, an order is coming, you know, and we got <laughs> so excited about it. It was like, wow, it's coming, you know, or you've got mail, right? Like, it was very visceral know, and the, like visual and it was a thing and, you know. Yeah, there was a thing. But, it, you know, it's interesting because I think of, I think about that and maybe we had more time because there wasn't the stress to sort of, there was no way to research things. There wasn't posting on five different platforms and all of these different things. But sometimes we have to manually kind of take ourselves back to, you know, those days, right? And yeah. Are, like, are you on Clubhouse? Like, everyone's begging me to come on Clubhouse. I just, I just, I just went on Clubhouse. Okay. And actually, Clubhouse has some really interesting aspects about it that I think is... I mean, in in many ways, I, I haven't really I haven't really listened, frankly, to other people talk about kind of how they why they think it's great necessarily. But uh, I think that the interesting thing about Clubhouse that I think could, you know, you're you're a sponge like I am, and and information wise, it's just talking to a lot more people, right? Yeah. It's part of what I enjoy you know, even doing podcasts or going to conferences uh, when back in the day when we went to more of those, it's just, you just meet people and you don't know who you're going to meet. So yeah, I, it's interesting though. It's talking. It's just, it's talking. it's talking. So it's, it's an, that's the only thing that's interesting and appealing to me, but otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm desperately trying to be offline more. I, I really think I got, I go through phases. Like I'll realize I'm on my phone way too much, just like tooling around, you know, watching mm -hmm. YouTube stuff or like seeing what everyone else is doing or, and um, you're on TikTok, right, Allie? Oh God, no, <laughs> you're joking, right? Yeah. I will never be dancing. And if, and I'm a good dancer, if I do Allie, say so myself. I am on TikTok. I've, are you I dancing on for TikTok? No, other, no, I'm not. I'm on there for no other reason um, than, I, a couple of my videos went viral and it's very upsetting to my Gen Z, my four Gen Z years. <laughs> and so I just think it's hysterical. Like, dude, your mom's on TikTok. <laughs> actually, you know what is interesting about TikTok for me that actually you will appreciate? It's a younger audience yeah. than who follows me on LinkedIn or Twitter. We well, have a cool hip brand. So that and makes sense. And they drink hint. And yep. so many yep. of them have said, oh, my gosh, I, you know, my parents bought it for me for the first time or I had it in school. And I'm like, you know, it, and then they hear my story about right. being an entrepreneur and they say, that's why I'm working hard in school. That's yeah. right. Right. And so I love it because I feel like I'm talking to high school and college audiences, it's definitely younger, but I actually really, I think you would appreciate it for that because you get to see the future, mm, right? And what they care about. And that's interesting. Uh, 
but I'm not on there dancing. I said, you're not going to have me doing the dance. And, you know, it's yeah. just, I, I introduced everybody to my favorite taste tester, my husband, Theo, and he's got a, his funny videos on there where he goes, ah, like <laughs> everybody was like da- laughing at it. I said, what do you think? And he goes, ah. That's hysterical. <laughs> I know it was real. We just we'll have to do it live. It. We'll have to see that live. I know you have to see it. So anyway, but getting back to Allie, so so the ebook, you didn't have it all figured out, and you just started doing and w- figured out what was working along the way. I mean, I don't think there was ever a variation in my business where I said, "Okay, here's what we're doing." Here's the, maybe once or twice that that there was a model that we could instantly plug into and follow. And even those times looking back when we did that is when it probably didn't work because I was following mm-hmm. instead of pioneering it. And that's to kind of the bad news when you're a pioneer, just like with your story, Kara, like you didn't have some some company to look at and say, that's the way we're going to do it. I mean, you had pieces that you saw people were taking and, and doing things. Okay, they're doing that right. They're doing that right. We want to kind of do that, but much differently. You know, that's what I've done with everything. And, yeah, um, and, and that's what lost, you've... Yeah, it's a lost art. It's, it's a lost skill of courage, I think, for, for many people when they're getting started. Yeah, but you're great at looking at things and pulling from different things and then creating your own thing, which I think a lot of people, you know, they, they think that it's a giant mystery of how you sort of went from or, or took A, B, C, D, and then all of a sudden got to this, but it, yeah. it just made sense to you. And you had that vision, but uh, but I think more than anything, you went out and tried and you created. Yeah. And from the first time I met you, I was just inspired by, Aww. you know, you were just this badass girl boss lady who was just, you know, going and figuring it out. And yet you... Can you think of any, call it a failure or a mistake along the way that you look back on and and maybe, you know, yeah. you learn the most from. I do think when things were really at their peak, when things were just amazing, we stopped looking at, at that point, there was more competition coming on the scene, if you want to call it, because I was running these big programs and, you know, it's not like I was coaching mm-hmm. people personally, it's big stuff going on. And there's people who kind of came up on our tails, like starting to kind of, oh, not, I don't want to say copy, but doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And different programs. Remember, this was the beginning. All, all you people see the online courses now. Courses are everywhere. You can learn all this stuff. It's great. Different programs. Back then, there wasn't a lot, right? So, and we we just weren't paying attention to the landscape, I'd say. So, there was some competition coming up. The other thing we weren't really looking at was social media. And social media, so when you look at, I'd say this was maybe 10, 11 years ago, what had Facebook been around for? I mean, for the average user, two years, maybe. Like, most people didn't jump on that until, I don't know, what do you think? Like, 2007, 2008? You guys are in tech, so you probably were way earlier. Yeah, maybe even later, like 2009, okay. Yeah, for, like, mainstream, right? Yeah. So, we, we were kind of seeing this thing. The one thing we just grossly underestimated is how social was really going to delete the barrier to entry for the people in my industry for like to start selling programs and get started and here's your formulas and here's your template and it's like it came out of nowhere and we kept just assuming people would see the difference i mean because to me it was like really obvious and so um just a quick a, a quick story that that lays it out in a second is that we started getting calls from people saying okay you know what's the difference between 
Allie Brown's programs and this other coach who dances in her videos. And I'm, I'm not making this up. They may have not worded it that way, but it was kind of that question. Yeah. So they weren't even following along that I built an Inc. 500 company that I had all this credibility <laughs> and they were like starting to compare on price. And, and that's when I stepped back and said, wow, we have not been watching what's going on at all. And it means I'm not leading. Mm -hmm. If people can't see the difference right now, if we have to sit them down and explain what the difference is between our program and someone else's, then our marketing's not on, then yeah. I'm not leading where we need to go. So smart. That, yeah. So, and I told my, and my team started, my team then jumped to, well, let's watch it, what these people are doing, where everyone's going. I'm like, no, 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 no. We go this way. Mm -mm. We yeah. go the opposite way. If you could see me right now, I'm pointing the opposite way. No, no, no. They wanted to start chasing what they were doing. Well, if she's dancing in her videos, maybe you should. I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I am not. I am not. I'm. I'm. Allie's probably a better dancer. Than I'm I moving am, on. That just wouldn't work. I used out for to me. teach hip hop in um you in Boston, not. though, to a bunch oh of like God. I'd say like uh, middle aged white women in Boston. So it was not like urban hip hop. <laughs> That is hysterical. But I anyway, go the other I way. about Allie Brown. Yeah, like if, if your market is, is like, if your competition is all doing X, you got to go do Y. Like, mm -hmm. like, and I see so many people saying, oh, well, if this is working, I need to do more of this. And maybe there's some pieces you take. But I know when I start getting either copied or modeled or start feeling like I'm lost in the crowd, it means I am not doing my real work. It mm -hmm. means I am not my real purpose. It, what am I resisting? What have I been avoiding? And for me personally, that was that wake up call from the business point. That is when I was starting to think, you know what? I'm not really enjoying this anymore. This whole thing's been about, no, it's become about chase, the clicks. It's right. become about the clicks and the conversions. And is I don't want my, my epitaph when I die to say online influencer, like I, what is my real work here in the world? And that started Did you this, take a break at that point? Like, what I, did you, how I did you couldn't. reset? I felt trapped by my team. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I felt trapped by the model. We created these programs that um, I didn't want to let the clients down. I didn't mm -hmm. want to let the team down. But I, what I did was say yes to that show. And what's interesting about Secret Millionaire is this is really relevant to what we're talking about. And it woke me up is if you haven't seen the show, you can actually still see the show on, it's on Amazon, I think, or Hulu. It's like four bucks on Amazon. You will see me transform on that show. That show, they basically pulled me out of my life. They do this with everybody on the show. They pull you out of your all that life. You go completely offline for a week. You live on welfare wages. And they put you in some very hard volunteering situations where you're kind of waking up to the world. Mm -hmm. And then you give away $100,000. This doesn't sound like something you would instantly say yes to, right? But when I saw what they'd done, the producers really sat down with me. They showed me past shows. I really felt the show was done in integrity. And I actually thought I could use this. I could use this right now. And I will tell you that people ask me if that was hard, you know, and of course they make it a little more dramatic on the show than it was, but it was like really a strange and emotional experience that week. I said, the first two days were really hard. I said, but the th by the third day, I actually did not want to come back. Hmm. And people are like, what do you, what do you mean? I said, no one was calling me. I didn't have mm -hmm. my phone. I didn't have five minutes scheduled. I could stop in the street and talk to someone. I mean, I was enjoying, this may sound wild, but I really enjoyed that, that week. And it gave me this space to think 
And I mean, even my workouts were timed and, you know, before yeah. like, like everything was on a buzzer or ding or, you know, and, um, just the space, Kara, just the space. And when I came back, like what they didn't show on that show, the last scene, you'll see me go back into the big beach house and shut the door. They did not show me fall on the floor and cry. They did not show me say, God, I'm ready. Just use me. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm so open. Like I've reached all my goals that I had. I show me what is coming. And that was, um, that was a special day for me. Hmm. And, and, and people didn't see it right away on the outside. But if you followed me over a while, you saw me kind of quietly dismantling things that didn't feel like it was going to be my future. Having some hard conversations with the team saying, you know what, we've had a good run, but I'm really feeling called to something different. And here's my plan for the transition. I still have some team members that won't talk to me. Hmm. I, th- I think I did my best, though. I really, really did, looking back. Well, and, and you needed to change in order, you know, there was the world was changing around you. I mean, look, I talk about our industry, the beverage industry, and, you know, I used to worry about the big guys, right? I used to, and people would always, you know, every time I sort of shared any type of doubt, then I would have constantly I'd have people say like, oh yeah, if you're really successful, isn't, you know, the big soda company, Pepsi or whatever, aren't they going to like crush you? And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like at first you sort of think like, yeah, maybe the competition will get me, but exactly to your point, you figure out how to innovate yourself Mm -hmm. because you can't do anything about what they're going to do. If they're going to go develop a beverage or they're going to go develop a coaching program or whatever they're going to do, you figure out who you are. And yeah. that's what I saw you doing. And mm. uh, and unfortunately, sometimes you have to, you're the boss, right? You're the CEO. You've got to make some really hard decisions. Yeah. No one ever said this was easy, you know? No. And they might not be the most popular decisions. And yeah. I think, unfortunately, that's what I heard you doing. And But I do believe that, you know, really chasing after others and and trying to explain yourself. I think what you really did there too was also figure out who is your customer? What is the confusion here? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to be doing? And how do I, uh, you know, how do I change? How do I pivot? Yeah. And how do I blow this thing up and, and start over again? So right. it takes a lot of courage to do what you did too. And, and especially when you've got the naysayers around you. So just another thing that I admire you and adore yeah. you for on so many fronts. But Thank you. I think that the other thing is, is that you've obviously been in a lot of different business situations and you've, I mean, frankly, dedicated your your life, your business to helping other entrepreneurs. And you and I were talking before we got started about, you know, kind of this middle that a lot of people are, that's really your focus. So will you talk more about that with the trust? Yeah, there's, it's interesting because there's, um, so what was happening, you know, so, so my, my target market, when I made that decision, this leads into what you're asking that, um, Mm -hmm. where I knew I was a category of one. And that was my biggest source of joy is working with these women, the seven, eight figures. But what I noticed, what was very interesting is as they're getting close to that, there's a big lack of the networks that they can look at when they're at those levels. So there are a few things were happening. I was making these observations. You and I have been very blessed to be, you know, invited into these circles that many women can't due to revenues or their 
situation or whatever it is. And like, you know, there's kind of these little clubs that open up. And so I was in these and then my clients were asking, well, great, you know, I, I can't go to these, I can't walk into these big groups anymore. And, you know, I, I, these ladies are lovely and they're, you know, I'm helping them a lot, but where do I get fed? You know, they're following mm -hmm. me to the bathroom asking for advice and I need to, <laughs> I need to get some advice yeah. too. Where yeah. do I go? Right. I get it. And so that I'm hearing that over and over and over from these women. Then I'm like, well, maybe these other organizations and they come back and they're like, no, you know, they were nice too. And maybe good information even, but they're just not my flavor. You know, we want mm -hmm. kind of women like you they're like more women like you and then um i started thinking you know how can we how can we bring these together second thing i noticed was amex uh, released the state of women-owned businesses report that came out the last one that was released was from 2019 we're waiting for the new one we'll see what happened in 2020 right but it revealed that the fastest two uh two fastest growing segments of women in business women entrepreneurs are either 25 grand and under so we could assume those are super new startups maybe part-time it didn't elaborate mm -hmm. or million dollar plus Mm -hmm. Million Dollar Plus was the second fastest growing segment of women-owned businesses. And when I saw that, I just showed the team. I said, it's time. It is absolutely time. This is actually an underserved market, right? And, and the women there often get there or as they get close to there and they say like, okay, where do I go to be with women like me? Because it's different questions. It's different challenges. It's a, it's a different conversation. So it's like one to what? Like generally? Oh, the group right now? Yeah. In the in the trust, the average revenues are around five million, goes up to fifty million right now okay. at this point. So it's just such a great range of, of women and and women who could help each other because even the ones at the higher levels have resources or needs that like the lower levels are still there's just something magical happening there. Like yeah. for example, in a call last week, we had one woman who had a really good year last year. She's actually in more of the construction area. She said, I'm actually gonna I want to invest now in it in commercial real estate building. And someone across the Zoom, you know, it's like the Brady Bunch now. It's someone from the lower left corner yeah. is like, Oh, there's this great SBA program for commercial real estate lending or something. I'll hook you up. And so different industries, That's right? Amazing. But with the same vibe of like thinking and resources and, and just, just being different than you would usually you walk into these networking groups. And, and I hate to say it as well. I've, I've heard this over and over. Let's take that maybe an industry that has two networking groups. Maybe one is men and women are allowed and one is more female focused. I had a client in Canada to tell me that as an experiment, she went to the, an industry specific co-ed versus the women's. And she said the, um, the co-ed one, they had great content. She said, I, I didn't like it. it was mostly guys, but it is what it is. But the content was great. There was high level mm -hmm. conversations and great contacts. She said, I went to the women's one with high expectations. It was dumbed down content. Mm -hmm. Um, more of an inspirational speaker, really nothing mm -hmm. to do with business. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, but this is kind of, um, you, know, you see that more Consistent. often than not. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you like that, great. But I know there's women who need something more. They needed something different. And I think that, um, you know, I don't blame anyone. I think really just the, the systems and networks and frameworks for women have not caught up to where we are. Mm -hmm. This has happened so quickly. I mean, when you look at women in business in general and the evolution of who we've become and the opportunities we have and the courage that we have, the things to plug into are not there yet. So we are creating them. And that's, that's what hit me when I did this. I'm like, I've been waiting for someone to do this and my, I guess it's me. So let's do it. And, and here we are. And, you know, like you said, it's not just about you, but you're bringing 
great people together and quality people that it's, I think that that's the other thing that sometimes you join some of these groups and, you know, you've got people in there that are just not on the same page. And unfortunately, I think so often you really do have to look at it for, from the standpoint of how big their business is or have some sort of metrics around it. And it may not be perfect, but I think it just starts to make sense because you care about, you know, the same things, right? You're worried about, you know, SBA loans or, you know, what is an SBA loan, right? And, and you've, I think that that is something that is just so, so needed. And, and I I'm love so it. glad, it, Kara, it's not about me, you know? Yeah. It's so nice because for years it's been like Coach with Allie Brown or Allie Brown's thing or Allie Brown's event. And now it's about the trust. I mean, this is my legacy play. I remember right. I was talking to Brett about this when I had the idea and I just got teary and I got chills. I'm like, this isn't about me. I will hold the space. I will lead the space. I will attract the women, but this is going to be around. I want this to be around long after I'm gone. No, I love it. And I believe that too, because I think you're, you know, bringing the same skill set that you've taken for years in in doing one-on-one into this group of, you know, let me pick the people that you're going to learn from, which I think is is just, there just really aren't that many groups, great groups that do that. It's sort of, like you said, it really hit that mark. So what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received along the way? This is on the spot a bit. Do you do this to everybody? No. Hmm. Come on. Oh, gosh. Business advice. The best piece of advice I ever got was the worst number in any business is one. And I heard that from um, a marketing Ooh, mentor named, and I'll, I'll explain that, old marketing mentor named Dan Kennedy. He's still alive, by the way. People think he's, uh, he's dead. He's not. He's alive. He's in Cleveland. And... Uh, I was in one of his uh, first masterminds in his um, organization, the only woman, tw- 21 guys in me. I suffered through this. But he gave this advice <laughs> and he said, I mean, the the jokes, I mean, way before me too, the stuff I tolerated yeah. was just like, oh, ha, 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 you know? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and, but here's what that means. The worst number in any business is one, is that you can never have one person, the only person knowing how to do a certain thing. You mm-hmm. can never have only one so type true. of client one method of marketing that you bank on, one person who knows all the financials of the business, right? And that always stayed with me. Always. You can't just have one person who knows how to use the blah, blah program. I mean, always, always, you want to have the backups and and multiple team, multiple. um, And it can be applied to so many other things too, but he meant it. He meant it in business. Well, I talk about that all the time, that what saved us during the pandemic was the fact that we had multiple revenue streams coming into the company. And, you know, if we sat there and did exactly what beverage companies do, we would basically be screwed. You're right. Yeah. Our our hint subscription never stopped. Right. I mean, we didn't, I think we dialed it up because we were home all, you know, home all day. Exactly. And so our direct to, I mean, our business the direct-to-consumer business tripled in 2020 and almost up 50%. And in a time when, you know, and again, if we sort of put all our eggs in one basket of just having one revenue stream, so it really does apply to so many, not just people, but also the ways that you do business. I'm always looking at suppliers and, you know, when I only have one person in the company that knows how to do a certain job, I'm like, listen, I got to have a backup for you. You know, I don't think you're going to get hit by a car, but you might, you know, and I mean, I hope not, 
but I, we always need to be it applies to so many so that's a that's an amazing one actually Allie. i love that lesson for sure we've all been through a crazy i don't even know how many months now is it 10 months something i don't know it's almost 11 <laughs> right i just know you're older i know I, exactly we're all a year older here like how do you know you're ready to just go and and get kind of coaching, get into a group? I mean, where do you find people? I mean, they they learn about you. A lot of it's word of mouth, right? Yeah. How they're learning about you. And then how do they ultimately decide, okay, it's time. I need to do this. Because sometimes they're not ready, as you and I have talked about. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what what we're hearing from many of them when we talked with recently, because we just did a big enrollment, um, is that they're saying I have joined other groups and I still just don't feel fulfilled or they're having they're not having the conversations I I want to have or um you know kind of like I've been around the block and I know that now it's time to join Allie's group it's funny I used to hear that with coaching like I've coached with everyone and now I'm ready for Allie like now you're ready so that was always yeah. a compliment the the trust some people are saying that but other people just found out about me and said this is what I've been looking for and and that's the wonderful thing to to hear I will say that I think the 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 downside of last year there there were some upsides and of course to the year I think for a lot of people but the downsides is has been this incredible isolation not for the women business owners especially because of the additional weight we've held with our families mm -hmm. with the home stuff um, I mean, it's this, and, and yes, the we have great partners and, and they help too, many of us, but I don't know how the women, especially who are single. And I mean, it's just so many situations that I've had clients of, and, and members of the trust. I've said, I don't even know how you're doing this, like what mm -hmm. you're doing. And so, um, you know, where do you get fed? Where do you get nourished? Mm -hmm. and 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 sometimes social is not enough right like your friends may not be understanding what what you're going through and so my answer is kind of just you'll know it's time mm -hmm. and and even my team tells people that when they're like gosh this sounds great and i just don't know if i'm ready we're like take your time take your time and come back when you're ready because you'll know you'll know this is something that you need and and a group that you want to be part of because um and I know I created this honestly just as much for me. Like these women blow me away. And like almost at the end of every online gathering we have every month, we call it the Zoom boardroom. Like I'm in just tears. I'm like, I need you ladies just as much as you need this. So thank you. I love this. It's so it's so great. Yeah, the the support and camaraderie. And I'll tell you half the conversations we ended up having last year weren't planned, but very personal very personal ones, just, just um, especially the ones with young children figuring out what to do with school. How do I handle, you know, I want to lay off an employee, but I still need to get this loan and like, you know, like these types of situations that you have at these higher levels, just, it's, um, I think this year though, there's a, there's a great new energy that a lot of people are tapping into. It, it's kind of like, you know what, it's still weird. So let's just do it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like last year was kind of a little limbo, like, if, if their business was working, it was pedal to the metal, awesome. But some people were kind of waiting. And I think the waiting's over. I'm like, you know what? There's all this weirdness outside anyway. Let me just do what I was thinking last year. It's time. It's time to just That's do it. So I'm going to lead myself forward. I'm not going to be follow. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to wait for something to happen. Well, I think also what you're alluding to is just this, this it's time for to innovate, right? And yeah. I think people are are definitely I was on do you know Chris Lockheed I was on his podcast recently 
and uh, you two should definitely meet. But he talked about in you know 2021, it's just, it's time. It's like people will be innovating. And I think so many people are, you know, feeling like, okay, I'm ready. I need to go figure this out and figure out how to move forward. And I think the other thing that you've said, I don't know if I've ever said this to you, but one thing that drives me and it frankly drove me to, you know, what I was energized by when I started Hint, but then also when I launched my book, I started hearing this from so many people that between Hint helping and then the book helping people, and again, it's not sort of, it may sound like it, but it's not a shameless plug for me. When you're doing something where people are telling you, you are helping me, right? And that is what you're doing. And I've like privately talked to people. I remember I've spoken at a couple of your conferences and I've said, you know, have you been before? Just kind of, you know, probing, asking like, you know, how long have you been a part of Allie's group? I mean, people say, Allie's helped me so much. Again, I'm not like trying to like oversell you. I think it's fascinating because that's what you feel when you're Mm. in a role where you're hearing other people saying, thank goodness for this group, right? That, or, you know, thank goodness for this advice or this product or whatever. It's an incredible feeling. And it's not one, I, I don't think I could ever be in kind of a, you know, a type of business where I wasn't getting that kind of feedback loop. Mm. I, I think it would just really... You know, if you were just launching a product and then you said, okay. It's like devoid of meaning a bit. Right. right. It just wouldn't have meaning. And I think that that's something that, you know, really probably drives you. And you, like you said, the boards that you do at the end of the month, I mean, people are, they drive you to tears at times because it's just, you know what you're doing, right? You know the power of this. And I mean, it's an incredible thing. And to be a part of a group and a community like that, where you're feeling that it's, I mean, it, it really, it really is amazing. So mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love that you're doing so much to help people. So I thank you for doing that because it just, it just brings the world up in so many ways. So what do you think is What's like? What's next? I mean, obviously the F- March conference, and mm. so excited for that. And uh, and you know, just what's next for Allie? I'll tell you the conversations that um, I'm loving the most right now are about all the opportunities that are going to be coming up the next few years with with all this disruption. It's exciting, mm-hmm. and so I don't have a, a business idea for that yet. But I'm just I love thinking through things. Because all the all the old systems are blowing up, right? Everything that w- has been outdated and corrupted, it's all coming to light to like be disrupted, right? Mm-hmm. Or we we're tolerating it, like education, right? We ended up pulling our kids out of school because we're like, we don't know what's happening, but this is kind of weird, so let's just bring them home yeah. this year. And then suddenly we're talking in the group, like, wouldn't it be great to start our own school one day? like an entrepreneurial school for kids the way we want to do it. And so I'm in this exciting phase of like, you know, growing the trust, working with a few private clients, but then thinking about, okay, what else can I do either outside the box alone or with some of these women to like, I just have a feeling something else is percolating. And so I'm just reading a lot. I'm thinking a lot about what's, um, what's going to be around in a few years and what's not, and where will people need new solutions? Where will people need, uh, new ways of doing things. And I'm really into the education right now and just learning more about that. And and so 
I never thought I'd be homeschooling. Like when I heard homeschool, I thought of like the Duggars, you know, or <laughs> like we don't be wearing matching denim with our Bibles or I don't, I don't know. I never knew any normal homeschooling people. Like, yeah. and here we all now, here we are now, you know, and we're not doing the online, make it clear. Like we pulled them out and we're doing it ourselves. And um, we're having a ball and the kids are too. Like I'm not doing it all day. We hired someone to come four mornings a week, this great college girl. And she goes through academics with them and workbook stuff. And then That's we awesome. do fun stuff. And I don't know. I think it's, I, I, I want to, I want to leave everyone this, this feeling of like, like where we're going right now is so actually magical and electric that when you tune into that vibe and that frequency and shut the news off and shut the doors and um and really tune in i think when we look back this is going to be a real golden age it's going to be more exciting than than when tech came out just anything i think we're about to witness a lot of reinvention a bit messy but some reinvention in some categories so if you're a creative problem solver if you see a new way of doing things start start playing with those ideas now. I think there's going to be I more around that. the corner than we realize. I love that idea. And I totally agree. And I think it's, it, it is, I, you know what I love most? Cause I have a terrible, I, I have such a hard time remembering years. And uh, I think it's from working in media for too long and doing like upfronts or something. I just, years for me, I'm Like you all, don't know what year it is? Like, do you well, know? Well, I know what year it is now. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, but you I mean, mean like I, when you go back or? Yeah, that I just, I know, you know, roughly when, I don't know, Michael Jackson's thriller was like, a, you know, I know like points along the way, but then I lose track of, but I love the fact that it was basically this, you know, crazy, unprecedented year 2020, because that's not that hard to forget. You won't forget right? 2020. Yeah. No, we're not going to forget 2020. 2020 hindsight. And yeah. Like before you're trying to figure out, was it 1984? Right. You and I still it, don't know, you know what year we nope. met, apparently. 2020. Yeah. yeah like I, I got that. You know, we're, <laughs> we're good. So anyway, I love this. So Allie Brown, uh, The Trust and Glambition Radio. And where do people find you? AllieBrown.com. And I mostly play on Instagram. That's my happy place. It's Allie Brown official. I'm not on Clubhouse. I am not on Twitter. I just blew up my Twitter account. I had it with Twitter. I have 50,000 followers. I don't care. I hate Twitter. Um, sorry if Twitter's listening. And um, <laughs> I'll get you back. Are they, are they a sponsor? Sorry. No, but I'll, I'll okay. bring you back. You'll I had to like lean. I had to just people. lean out. I had to like lean out and narrow. Like, where do I want to play? What's bringing me joy? Where am I enjoying being? Right. Good. And, it, and it's a longer conversation, maybe. But um, so I'm on Instagram and my show, you know, it's a fun name, Glambition, but we have really intelligent. You do really good conversations with with women. So if you enjoy the conversation today, you'll love you'll love that show, Glambition Radio. And um, yeah, and join the trust.org. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. And everybody give five stars and all that good stuff. And we're here every Monday and Wednesday at the Kara Golden Show. So thank you so much, Allie. I really appreciate this. And go listen to her show as well at Glambition Radio. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, hon. You're the best. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. 
for a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Kara Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.